Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We are back with round 15 after what was actually quite a difficult round in round 14. I'm here with Josh again today. Josh, mate, round 14, how did you get on? I think difficult is probably the the optimal word, I think, to describe it, mate. It was just a weird, weird old week. You know, a couple of late scratchings, guys like Jake Kiraz. Uh, Marshall King was pretty late scratching as well. I think a few folks had him. Obviously, Nathan Cleary going down early, and a lot of people had the skipper on him. Uh, yeah, a bit of a wacky old week, mate. But I did all right. Went up, you know, like 50-ish spots. So nothing too crazy, but, you know, chugging along. Yeah, I've actually made uh, pretty big inroads in the last two rounds. Not captaining Cleary last round and then having almost 13 for round 13 was pretty good for me. So I've moved from just outside the top 10K to just under 5,000. So made some pretty big strides, hoping to get close to 1,000 by the end of the uh, origin period. But we'll see how we go this week. Um, Obviously... As well over the last round, JDB went down as well. So he's got some issues and a lot of people had him. So there's a few players there that have really helped me kind of get up. I even picked up Bateman last round before he's 85. So I was cheering with that trade. Yeah, get around, Johnny. Um, Yeah, but we'll get into some of the team lists for round 15 and we'll touch on some of these players that look like they're going to be, yeah, they look like they're going to be absolute troopers for the next couple of rounds, especially with Origin just around the corner um, as well. Starting with the Titans and Tigers game. So Dave Fafita has been ruled out after experiencing delayed concussion symptoms, which sees Cleese Haas come into that edge spot. And Brimson as well has been named at fullback for the Titans. So welcoming him back from a hammy injury. Uh, What are your thoughts on David Fafita? A lot of people do have him and he's been, well, he looks now like a pretty good captaincy option, but obviously being ruled out um, and probably going to be away for round 16 as well. What are your thoughts around Fafita if you have him? Yeah, really tricky one because he does miss. He's obviously going to miss this week. He'll miss sixteen, and he'll miss nineteen. A uh, lot of lot of time away. I think he's still a season long keeper. So I think he's like one if you can if you can hold him, do it. But there's a lot of people that you know he's trying to get those numbers for for sixteen. So I can understand why folks would sell him as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with a break even of 94, you could probably use that, you know, 880k to improve your squad. But then again, a lot of people are selling Cleary, so they've still got about a mil to spend there. So you might have plenty of money to improve your team this week. Um, Okay, moving on to the Raiders and Warriors game. Uh, Croker's 300th game this week, and I'm not even going to be in Canberra for it, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) But that should be an absolutely amazing game at GIO. I'm pretty sure the fans are going to get around him, and I really hope the Raiders get up, even with the Warriors in the form that they're in at the moment, especially Sean Johnson absolutely killing it. Two tries last game in a 95, I think he scored. Um, But interesting team changes for the Warriors with... A new center. So Rocco Berry's out, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name because I'm going to definitely stuff it up. But a junior center coming in for the Warriors. What are your thoughts around uh, him and his time in this squad? Yeah, it looks like it's just going to be a, a short stint with, I think, Rocco Berry concussion. So chances are he's back in this team next week. Uh, so, yeah, probably not one I'm really looking at. Plus, he doesn't play the 16 by, so... That's where all my kind of attention is at the moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And the Raiders also reshuffle their forward pack as well with Corey Horsburgh moving back to 
the lock position, Joe Tarpany into the front row, and Elliot Whitehead is welcomed back in the second row. So a few changes there. What are your what's your outlook on Tarpany and Horsburgh, I guess? They're not playing round sixteen, but in terms of their scoring potential over the next couple of rounds, what are your thoughts? I brought in Tarpany last week and was really hoping he'd uh, you know, light it up at lock and to be fair, he looked a little bit undone, especially in that second stint. Sure enough, as soon as I like turned it on and started really looking at him, he was just, you know, missed tackles deluxe. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm holding strong with both of those two. Might throw a wrench into it or a spanner into it, depending on what side of the globe you're on. Um, if Corey Horser gets selected in that origin squad, but I think cross that bridge when we come to it. At the moment, I'm holding the two. And I think uh, hopefully you've got enough folks for, for 16 with guys like, you know, Hopgood. And um, I think a lot of people will be bringing in Finu this week as well, potentially. So I think the mid position should be pretty well covered. Yeah, I don't think Manly play the round 16 um, game, do they? Or, or yeah, they, they do. There? Oh, they do? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So Fainu, yeah, he's a he's a decent one to have, although there are some players that are coming back into this Manly pack, and we'll discuss that um, as well later. So looking at the Manly Dolphins game, uh, so Turbo is back in the team for Manly. Um, he had his Category 1 um, head knock downgraded, so he's allowed back to play. And yeah, Fainu's still named amongst the second row there. But for the Dolphins, Ray Stone takes over from Gilbert, who's out with a season-long Shoulder injury, so there might be some points on offer there and some cash in Ray Stone. Uh, what are your thoughts, firstly, on the, I guess, the the changes in this Dolphins pack? So with Ray Stone coming in to the back row, what are your thoughts that he's going to, if he's going to, you know, hold that position longer term? Yeah, it seems like he should do. Um, really unfortunate for, for Tom Gilbert. Ray Stone is kind of, you now we tipped him at the start of the year that, he might be one of these kind of cashies that get us through. And to be fair, he's made 180 odd K. Um, for me, mate, I don't know. Like, uh, he's a little bit awkwardly priced now that he's in the, you know, mid 400s. Probably not one I'm really looking at at the moment. He's, you know, he's had one. Uh, just looking at his score here, one like 40 plus score in however many weeks. So makes me a little bit wary of him. He got 50 odd tackles last week, which is good to see, but um, I've been kind of underwhelmed by him for most of the year. And I think I'm a little bit nervous to bring him in personally. Yeah, he's probably got a little bit of cash to make, but I'm, yeah, I th- I'm nervous as well. He'll be up and down in terms of scores. Like when you look at the, Look at his previous scores in the pack there. He's played big minutes and still scored pretty poorly at some points. So, yeah, it's not one that's like a set and forget, you must pick him up kind of player. It's only if you need an extra mid or two uh, to move around in there. Like it's, yeah, it's not a, a must buy by any means, but one to one to definitely consider um, for your team if you do need a mid. And, and probably worth as well just like, to cap off like it's kind of a tricky time of the year to bring in cheaper guys and cashies because yep. even if they do go up like another you know 150 200k like you're going to use two trades to upgrade them to someone else still so um yeah i think 
Flyno might be my last one that I kind of go bottom dollar-ish for. Um, and then, yeah, I like guys such, like we'll talk about probably Turpin at some point. I'm a little bit worried just because, yeah, you've got to make two trades to get, you know, these guys, they make the cash and then you're going to upgrade them. So it's a lot for two trades, I think, at this time of the year. Yeah, you, you really want to, at this point, with the low trades most people have, you really want to be making huge amounts of cash off these players like you probably want to be picking up players that are going to sit in their position for at least you know five six seven weeks and make a bunch of cash rather than you know bring them in for one or two weeks and then straight out again for sure yeah and i guess your thoughts on the on fainu in the back row there for manly especially with josh josh Alloyer back and ethan bullamar and ben condon and all that on the bench what are what are your thoughts and what are his outlooks? Uh, what's his outlook like in the next week or two? I'm pretty keen on him. Uh, I brought him in. He does free up a lot of cash. He's like pretty much a bottom dollar guy there. He had a really nice game that uh, was around 14, the one before they mainly had the buy. No, round 14 was yeah. last week. 13, yeah. he had a really nice week where he just got 40 odd in base. There is still a lot of injuries in this manly pack. Uh, like Tulungi, I think is still, you know, not playing closer to like an around twenty from memory. Um, and now I'm forgetting every other edge player that's played for Manly this season. Uh, Burbo, he's not out. He's not back for a while. So I think he's got a decent run still in this team. Um, and I think even if he was to kind of get I think he'll play at least the next couple of games in the in the edge spot, and he should get that duel. And then I think kind of like worst case when it gets close to like round twenty or round twenty plus, when they get some more troops back, he could be on this bench and he can kind of like bottom out, and then you trade him. But I think he's still got some good price, to, some good cash to make. Um, he's gonna play this round sixteen by looks of goods. So I'm pretty happy to lock him in and uh, and bank the cash. Yeah, that's fair, especially with the negative four break even. Should be making at least 40, 50K off this week alone as long as he scores, you know, 30, 40 plus. Um, but we'll see how that turns out. Uh, moving on to the Dragons and Bunnies game. Obviously, Jack DeBellin is out with a Category 1 HIA, so that sees him miss round 15, and he'll also miss round 16 with the bye, um, which sees Murdoch Masilla move to lock. Uh, for the Bunnies, uh, one Mitchell is out and one Mitchell is in. So Latrell is out still with his uh, calf injury and Shaq Mitchell moves into lock to replace Cam Murray, who is also out with a groin injury, I believe. So a few changes there for the Bunnies. Uh, thoughts on JDB and I guess roll in Jack Bird as well to that because they're both going to miss the next two rounds and we'll be back in round 17. Uh, if you have those guys, are you holding or are you selling? Hold. For me, uh, yeah, definitely hold both of them, I think. Well, Jack Burr, you've already held him a week. Uh, we've kind of talked a little bit. Maybe there's going to be some kind of like easing back and so maybe you won't be playing 80 for the rest of the year kind of thing. So I can understand probably more so a Jack Bird sell, but Jack Tabellan's been unreal. I think the extra week he gets with the buy is actually kind of nice. It'll mean he you know, has an extra week to, to rest up and things like that. And he should be, you know, fresh, ready to go for 17. He's been unreal. I wouldn't mess around. I just, you know, 
essentially you're going to lose him for 16 anyway. You're missing, you know, one week out of him extra. I'm holding. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely hold JDB, especially if he's going to keep playing 80 minutes at lock and they're going to manage Bird a bit more throughout the season. I think it's a no-brainer that you just just hold on to JDB. He's probably looking at a top five, as a top five mid, Jack DeBellin at this point, especially if he maintains 80 for the rest of the season. For sure. And a very handy number for for 19 as well, like um, to have in the back there. So, yeah. Yep, Absolutely. Right, oh, last game to touch on for the round is the Roosters and the Panthers. Obviously, Cleary is out with a hamstring injury. He's going to, I think New South Wales Blues said that he was going to miss out for both game two and three. So most likely that sees him return for Pan- for the Panthers in round 20, which means that he is a pretty clear sell and Jack Cogger replaces him in the halves. Uh Jack Cogger is an interesting one, which I kind of want to touch on a little bit. What are your thoughts around Cogger? Because I think he's going to be similar to like a Sean O'Sullivan in this position where he, you know, picks up all the kick meters and gets a huge base and some huge price rises from it. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of want to give him a week at least just to kind of see what happens with him. But I know a lot of folks in the DMs and uh, kind of around the traps uh, are quite keen on him. Yeah, I think for me personally, he's a little bit awkwardly priced at 375K. I kind of want to give him a week and just see what happens, um, see kind of how they they work him into this game plan. But to be fair, 480 kick meters um, in you know 64 minutes. I think what you said could be true, definitely, that he gets these you know pretty high base out of Cleary's absence. But, yeah, I kind of want to give it one more. He still, he doesn't have, like, uh, what, his break even's 24. So even if he comes out and hits a 40, I don't think it's going to kill you. Um, Still be around that 400K mark, and then you can go for him in there. Yep. Yeah, and does play around 16 as well. So a handy number if you need a half um, for that round. Although most people are probably looking to trade Cleary to someone that's going to be playing like a Mitch Moses or something like that um, this week. But we'll touch on that more when we get to the buy holds and sells. But first, before that, let's go into our draft options. Mate, who are you aiming for this week to shore up your draft team? Yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, the draft option post I chucked out um, yesterday. Jason Tamalolo, I think, is one of the, the stash candidates I have in there. Cowboys obviously have the bye this week, but uh, it looks like he's going to be back for that next game. If he's available in your leagues, I'm definitely looking to pick him up. He, you know, hopefully back end of the year comes out firing. The Cowboys need him to lift. So I think there's some 50 plus scores on the horizon for him. Uh, so I'm pretty keen on him. My free agent option of the week, hard to go past the great man, isn't it? Jared Croker. I said 100 plus for the predicted score. I think that's, you know, Fair. probably unders. Yeah, probably <laughs> unders for Jared Croker. Uh, there'll be the whole house in uh, in Cambridgeshire anymore. So keen to see what he does. And pretty fun one, honestly, for, for draft. Maybe I'll have to drop someone just to, just to get him in this week. Um, uh, I've got, if you want to drop someone like a Dane Gagai for us and bring in Croker, that'd Dane, be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad option. Yeah. 
all about the croak this week. Captain him if he's in your teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get around him. Absolutely. Get around him. Absolute gun. Uh, and then for the the get him in section of the draft options, I had Adam Elliott. I think he had 60 minutes that last night's game. If he continues those minutes, mate, I think he's going to be in the 50s uh, kind of for the back end of the season. Could be a really handy pickup. I was surprised looking at my draft leagues how many folks have dropped nice players, I guess, for that buy to get uh, extra extra folks in. So, you know, whether there's Leo Thompson's or Lockie Fitzgibbons on your on your waivers, I think they're pretty handy. Uh, you know, folks that can just come in and plug a, plug a gap if you've got an injury like a, a Tom Gilbert or something like that. I think they're pretty nice replacements as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a ton of guys, uh, you know, on the on the waivers this week that you could fill. Even Murdoch Masilla at a pinch this week will will do a job for you and get some base stats playing at lock as well. So yeah, plenty of cheap options that you can fill in for one week and then sort out for round sixteen um the week after. Righto, buy hold sells, Josh. Uh mate, pretty obvious sells, but who are you the buys that you're aiming for this week? Uh I think well you've highlighted it in the in the post here, mate. But Johnny Johnny's coming in for me this week. I wish I had have gone uh gone him last week in instead of Tarpany, but I think he's just some pretty handy coverage for these next two two bye weeks. He looked unreal on the weekends. He played a little bit in the middle, which was nice to see as well. So he yeah. kind of solidified with that extra bit of base in the middle there. He just kind of looks back to his best. He was a little bit underdone at the start of the year, but he's doing those kind of cross-field jinky runs where he, uh, you know, fans blokes off and gets those tackle breaks and his line break and he's scoring tries. Looks the goods, Johnny. So I'm pretty happy to lock him in this week and a pretty low break even, so he should go up in price as well. Yeah, especially playing through the middle for Bateman is is pretty insane. Like it, it, the try he scored as well on the weekend, he literally went into dummy half, picked up the ball from ten meters out, and then just ran across the line. And I was just screaming on my lounge the fact that I picked him up. What a perfect buy! Um, yeah, it was pretty insane that he scored that try. I probably shouldn't have got through, but um, yeah, good points for him for sure. Uh, what about your other buys? Uh so I've also. Obviously, Fino, he's one that I'm pretty keen on this week. We kind of touched on already. Native break even looks looks good for me. She'll make some decent cash. Um, and then the last one I'm really struggling with. Like, I think a lot of folks uh, got, you know, a Reese Robson or, well, for me, I've got Reese Robson. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do at Hooker this week. It's really awkward because. There's a lot of chat about Damian Cook potentially coming back into the Blues team. He's kind of the obvious choice and plays, you know, that 19 by when, you know, Reese Robson will come back and play 16 for us, which is nice. But then, you know, or you've got Harry Grant. Apart from that, in the hooking stocks, there's not anyone that like really screams out. What are your thoughts on that, mate? What would you be doing if you needed a hooker because of Reese Robson this week? Yeah, I think I'd be picking up someone like a Turpin this week just to fill in interim for now. But both Turpin and Robson are playing that round 16 by, so you'd have to choose one or the other um, for that round, 
which kind of sucks. You don't really want to be committing to a player that is just not going to get you a score for the 16 and 19 buy. So it can be a bit difficult. Um, but I think you have to commit to someone. So Turpin's the obvious choice just because he's going to get good minutes and get a decent score and he's still relatively cheap. But yeah, it's not the best to put in there. If you don't have like a, a hooker for round 16, like say you're running with a uh, a Cook or a Grant at the moment and you need someone, Turpin's the obvious choice for me um, to fill in and do a job for you for that round. Yeah, I've kind of thought about him. He's an option, but not one that I really like. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not like the that he's not the best option, but he's a option. <laughs> when I saw he's that Hutchinson was uh Yeah, exactly. He's an option. When I saw that Hutchinson was out for the Roosters, I was like, Oh, I should have jumped on Turpin. It would have made so much more sense because he's gonna be playing big minutes, but he still only played sixty odd minutes anyway, Turpin. So he did get a rest at some point. Um so won't be playing at eighty even without Hutchinson on the bench um going forward, it seems. Yeah, it did look pretty good, though. Like, he had the tackles there and things yeah. like that. But um, I think I still, like, yeah, unless he's getting closer to 80, I'm not really that keen on him personally. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about your holds this week? Uh, should be plenty of them as well. Should be plenty of them. One that's come up a little bit, and I'm pretty keen on this, is to hold Helam Lukey. Uh, Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think, you know, it was a weird game last week. It's weird when the Cowboys are winning games. Hasn't <laughs> happened much this year. So maybe that kind of threw the rotation into a bit of disarray. But, um, yeah, I'm going to gonna hold him because I think, yeah, he's, he's a weapon. He only needs, like, I think what he got like under 40 minutes on the weekend, which is, you know, obviously not ideal. And I don't think that's the norm, but uh, I think traditionally or like going forward, he's going to be around that 60 minute mark. I think he can succeed around 60 minutes and he'll be, yeah, still pumping out some nice attacking stats, which we know he has in there. I think give him another week at least to just kind of see what this rotation is again, see if it's, uh, you know, if it's still under 40 minutes, then I can see why people are selling him. But I think it was just a bit of a weird week and I'm willing to give him another chance. Still scored yeah. all right, like around 40 as well. So, yeah. Yeah. He's an extra yeah. number for round 16. So, I mean, you're not going to – I don't think you you should get rid of him yet. So, he has the buy this round. Use him as a as a loop and then use him for round 16. And if he underperforms, then you can decide whether to offload him or not, but definitely a hold for round 16 to get that extra number in, I think at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, what are your thoughts on Joey Manu as well? Because he's a pretty, pretty popular one. A lot of people own him and obviously didn't score very well last round. Um, does play around 16 though. So is on the cusp of, you know, being a bit of a sell, but should be held right till round 16 at least. Definitely, yeah. And, like, I know a lot of, like, the center position is a wasteland, apart from maybe Lemuelu. Like, there's no Jack Bird anymore. Uh, I know you highlighted Ramian as a buyer, which I don't mind as well. But uh, apart from that, mate, there's not a whole lot going on in the center position. So even a 28 from Joey Manu isn't really the worst thing in the world. I've, that's kind of 
pretty average and we know he's got these big scores, especially when he's at 5'8". So I'm holding. He could play fullback in round 16 as well. So, yeah, don't sell Joe Manu yet. Yep, absolutely. Righto, sells. Uh, pretty long list of sells this week with all the injuries, but I'll let you run through them. <laughs> let me run a film. Give me the honours. Um, yeah, the injury guys, Cleary, Wiermy Greg, Gilbert, Murray. Uh, we talked a little bit about David Fafida, who's potentially a sell. Latrell still isn't back. He's potentially a sell. Uh, Dylan Brown. Still down, he's potential. Yeah, I think. I think he's definitely probably, a sell. <laughs> he's definitely a sell. I um, think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what he's doing. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it too much, but yeah, it's always a danger. Like, it could be for the rest of the season. It could be for another month or so. I think the kind of speculation and uncertainty would make me lean sell. Worst case scenario, you hold him that whole time and he doesn't doesn't ever come back. May as well cut your losses now, I think. Yeah, you look at all the other players that have been stood down and they're generally longer term stand downs. So, yeah, I think he was only really a good option over the buy rounds because he played 13, 16 and 19, Dylan Brown. Um, but come post-origin, I mean, you want Hines, you want Cleary, you probably want Moses, a DCE. You, Brown kind of falls off the radar at that point anyway. So, yeah. Probably a sell. Good sell to Mitch Moses, though, because he'll be doing all the work now. So I think Moses has plenty of uh, value to gain with Brown out. Interesting. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, the one thing about Mitch Moses, um, there is like this origin chat. I'd be very surprised if it does happen because I think he's at least two or three um, under the peck, like two or three kind of caps off the rank, I guess. But for the halves, for the Blues there, but I'm just, I have no clue what they're going to do, honestly, for this game too. Like, yeah, they could bring back Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. They could bring back Damien Cook. Maybe it's Nico Hines and Jerome Luai. That seems like the least likely somehow. But, <laughs> um, well, let's talk, yeah, let's talk origin options then. What's your, what's your preferred origin Blues halfback Um looking like i guess like who's seven who's six for you going into game two if you had to choose yeah look i don't even know mate like it's so hard uh i guess maybe my preferred would be a cody walker and adam reynolds potentially and then cook at hooker just for the combination aspect of it but you know nico definitely deserves to be in there but do you play nico and Luai, they've never played together. Look, mate, I that's a hard headache for someone else who's not me. But <laughs> uh yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't like the chances whoever they go with playing game two at Suncorp, but yeah, what about yourself, mate? What are your thoughts? I was thinking the exact same thing as you were. Reynolds at halfback and Cody Walker at 5'8". Look, Luai actually played quite well in game one. Cleary was the one that was kind of underwhelming. Luai had a few... Well, he had two tri-assists, I think, in that game, and he was actually running the ball quite often, so he, he looked quite good. But I just think without Cleary there, he's just not as impactful as normal. So 
I think if you put Hines in there, you can't go with Luai anyway. I think you're probably going with a Walker or someone else to to accompany him there. So I think Hines would be in the conversation, but I think Moses, like you said, he's he should be down the pecking order for mine, and that's why I'm pretty confident in selling Cleary to, to Moses this week, just because I think that Reynolds makes sense because he is playing at Brisbane and Suncorp is his home ground at the moment, and Cody Walker... You know, you need a bit of a bit of nous, you know, in your in your halves, and he kind of brings that aggression. Um, so I think Cody Walker could be a very good option, especially if you have Latrell back in this team at five eight. You can yeah play him for sure. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Um, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to that were talking about this, but you think if they wanted to go, you know, for a combination type of thing, it'd be a um cody walker and adam reynolds situation if they're going to go for like form and you know deserve spot it's going to be like a nico so you know by that logic i think mitch moses is you know out whichever way they kind of go for but yeah yeah it's i was watching um freddie in the eighth actually yesterday and uh freddie was talking about you know they they were obviously going through who um who should be the halves and they were all going, I don't know, I don't know who's gonna play there and they were going through all the options and like we're doing now basically. But Freddie basically said, I'm gonna wait till this weekend and whoever shows themselves, he's gonna pick, basically. So it comes down to I think just how well players play this weekend, to be honest. So keep an eye on the Broncos, keep an eye on Parramatta and keep an eye on the Sharks, because that's gonna decide oh, and the bunnies, I guess, to to see exactly who gets picked because that'll that'll pretty much settle it. Well, selfishly, I hope Nico Hines, you know, has a good game because he's going to be my captain this week. But then also doesn't play well enough, so he also plays for 16. So I don't know (laughs) how he's going to balance that. Yeah, maybe he just gets a lot of kick meters, um, some kind of like junk time, you know, try assists or something. But yeah. Definitely possible. Definitely, definitely definitely possible. possible. Yeah. I think um I think more likely though he's still around the squad somewhere, Hines, even if he isn't starting halfback, right? Or do you reckon after his his game in game one, they just get rid of him altogether if he's not halfback? Yeah, I don't know. They just didn't use him. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if Burden comes in. But yeah, I think like why do they carry him for the for the game if he's going to play like what 10 minutes in center yeah. like you were absolutely right by the way when you called it before <laughs> round 13 <laughs> yeah he just freddie just always does this i think with whoever that utility is so um it's frustrating but yeah. he's, it's kind of awkward like where do you put him like you sub off adam reynolds halfway through the game so Hines can play i don't know yeah and i suppose he, that's he why white was there, such but... a good utility because he kind of filled that center spot. He could play at a pinch in the halves and in the wing, on the, out wide in the wings. Like, I think that's why he was a good utility, and that's why Burton will probably be the best utility to run with for the Blues. I think yeah. so as well. But, you know, logic, Brad Fittler, all two words or phrases that go in the same sentence all the time. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely see what happens this weekend. It'll be very interesting. Um, and basically, that conversation comes to, we have no idea who's going to get selected. It's going to be a coin flip who to go to. But I think the the one thing to probably take out of it is that 
you've got to choose someone to be a captaincy option for that round 16. And whether it's Moses, Hines, you know, you've got to bring in someone to play those games. And yeah, trading Cleary is going to be a hard, hard decision to make, like who to go to this week. Unless you hold him for one round. Is that an option? Do you reckon hold Cleary for one round and wait till these teams are decided? Yeah, interesting. Um, look, I'd be pretty shocked if Mitch Moses gets selected, so I'd be happy to go Mitch Moses from Cleary. But uh, if you don't have Hines, I'd potentially be holding Cleary for another week just to see if Hines gets selected, I think. Yeah, especially because Hines only play. If he does play Origin, that means he'll only play three of the next six games. So yeah. pretty yeah, pretty bad trade to make, especially if you need an extra player. Um <laughs> if he's missing three rounds. Yeah. Right oh. Sure, yeah. Enough origin chat. Let's move on to some fan questions. So plenty of questions, a lot about what we just discussed, to be honest, as well. Um, but let's start with Jet's question. So thoughts on Cam Smith talking about Horsburgh and Hopgood being in origin contention. So we kind of talked about Corey Horsburgh, especially with Tom Gilbert out. He is a potential option to come in, but we didn't really talk too much about Hopgood being an option. What are your thoughts there between the two? Geez, I hope not. That would throw another dagger for fantasy coaches with the Hopgood out. But look, it's possible he's been unreal, obviously. I think he's, you know, still pretty new. I think he's still like a little bit unproven probably in the eyes of selectors, even though I think he's been really good this year, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think he's a little bit further down the pecking order. Corey Horsburgh, though, I think is there or thereabouts. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in, uh, especially with, yeah, um, Gilbert out. If there's another injury, I think it almost locks him in. Yeah, yeah, I think Big Red's probably the next up on in the pecking order there for, for Queensland. Uh, another question about Bailey Simonson. What are your thoughts as he has good buy coverage and has winger fullback centre dual position? Yeah, we chatted about him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Um, yeah. He, he's looking a bit better playing in the centres, but, yeah, I think you probably missed the boat now with him. He's gone up a decent amount in cash, I think, so... I'd be looking at other options, I think, like, you know, maybe a Panasini, maybe a Ramian, um, those kind of guys over Simonson, I think. Yeah, and Ramian's only like 60K more expensive. So I think Ramian's the more proven performer at centre that you'd probably go with. Panasini I'd like to have, but he's over 600K. He's so hard to get in. Yeah, to be fair. Righto. Uh, Next question. Wow, there's so many questions about Cleary, DeBell, and Fafita. <laughs> what to do with them? Uh, is Hosking to Bateman too sideways? Yes. That's just about as sideways as it gets. Um, yeah, Hopgood is going to play these next two buy rounds, which is going to be unreal. Hold on to Hopgood. And... Oh, sorry. No, Hosking. Zach Hosking. Sorry, Hosking. Um, oh, that isn't as sideways. but. Hosking always also plays the um, this next bye week as well, so I'd be looking at other options to get to John Bateman. 
yeah, especially if you've held Hosking this long. I think, obviously, Liam Martin coming back into this Penrith team and Scott Sorensen just playing unreal has meant that Hosking kind of loses that 80-minute role, so he's only been playing 60 minutes. But come round 16, he'll back he'll be back to playing 80 minutes with Liam Martin going to origin. So I think you probably hold on to Hosking. If you've held him this long, you probably hold him for a couple more rounds and then look to offload him post-round 16 because he doesn't play round 19. So, yeah. Unfortunate there that you didn't get rid of him a week or two ago, but yeah, definitely hold him now for an extra number for round 16. Yeah, I think at that point, like just say you've got a Preston and a Hosking there. I think I'd just be holding strong with those two and probably missing Johnny, but, you know, making that trade, you know, somewhere else and getting used out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Question from Jack. Do you think Teddy's game after Origin leaves him in... Uh, no doubt to be selected for Origin 2, or do you reckon he's at risk? Oh, no, I think he's pretty locked for that for that spot. Um, also, who else is kind of like Dylan Edwards, maybe? I don't know. Who else would come in for him? Uh, I mean, you could put Latrell back there, but... Latrell, but Latrell's like underdone. Tommy's yep. a bit underdone as well. So, no, I think he's also the captain. Like, they're not going to yeah. drop him. New South Wales captain and Australian captain. <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to drop him. Yeah. That would be it's a pretty, shock. Yeah. Pretty unfortunate, though, that he's had two very big games after a couple of down weeks because now he's back over 600K, like we said he would be. But unfortunately, it's not post-origin. It's right in the middle. So you can't really afford to pick him up at this point in time, especially if you're trying yeah. to field teams for around 16 and 19. Agreed. But to be fair, Teddy at... Uh, you know, around 650K, still pretty nice. Considering yeah. where it was like 800-odd at the start of the season. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, question from Alex. Shaq Mitchell or Jacob Kiraz? Oh, what's the better option? I think Jacob Kiraz. But I do like Shaq Mitchell. I'm not sure how long Cam Murray is out for. Like if he'll be potentially... Four weeks, I think. Oh, geez. Okay. Decent, decent injury, yeah. So he's going to miss game two as well. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I do like Shaq Mitchell, though. Like, he's been pretty good throughout the whole season when he's got the minutes. I think Jacob Kiraz, though, is, you know, such a handy um, such a handy kind of winger fullback and, you know, plays the two buys. Now, he's kind of a bit more of a difference maker in the position, I think, which is why I'd be leaning Kiraz. Agreed. I think I'd give Kiraz a week, though, this week, just because he did come off a, an elbow hyperextension. I think that happened at training, so that's why he wasn't named last week. So maybe give him one week because his break-even is 45, see how he goes, and then pick him up for round 16, and then you've got coverage for 16 and 19. How good. Uh, another question, actually, which is kind of pertinent to, you know, Murray missing out on Origin for Game 2, is... Keon a good pickup this week or do you see him playing Origin? I think even if he doesn't play Origin, he's probably not a pickup this week just because he doesn't play at around 16 by. I'd be looking at guys like Johnny instead. So, yeah, maybe he's a consideration because I'm pretty sure they play 19, the Rabbits. But, uh, yeah, I think at the moment, yeah, I wouldn't be looking at him until after 16. 
Yeah, so he misses 16, obviously. Could get selected for Origin, but it won't really matter too much um, because he has the bye. But then does play round 19 and has another bye around 20. So the Rabbitohs' buys are actually a bit, yeah, a bit shit, to be honest, for the for the back <laughs> end of the year because they miss 16, 20, yeah. and then 26. So they miss three of the last 10-odd games, or 12-odd games. Yeah, And probably good if you've got guys in your draft team and you draft finals of that week and 25 and you can sell one of your rabbitos in a in a trade at the moment do that yep good option uh thoughts on mofo to waker we yeah, kind of talked about him before 13 a yeah yeah he was actually my captain in the champions league last week with just about everyone else going down but he's pretty good to be fair got like 59 points um yeah, it's a bit tricky what the Titans play this bye week, don't they? Or do they miss them all together? I remember now. So um, Titans play 19. So they miss the first. 19, they miss 13, miss 16, play 19. Yeah. He's probably one that could come in as well. Like I think it's between him and Horsburgh to come into this Maroons team for... And then they've got like Welch there who didn't get selected. So I'd be... Yeah, I think keeping the buy in the front of my mind, thinking for 16, making sure you got enough for that first. And then potentially if he doesn't get selected for Origin, yeah, look into him for, for 19 and the run home. Yep, I agreed. And talking about another Titans player, Tino. I uh, got a question from James about is Tino a buy because of his recent performances? Uh, Tino's always been a bit of a gun, but is a little bit inconsistent, especially with his minutes. But towards the back end of the year, generally starts to perform quite well. What are your thoughts there with Tino? I think, yeah, pretty similar to Fodder Waker, mate. Just like, let's get these, these buys and this origin period out of the way. And then, yeah, I think it could be a really solid option for the run home. Yep, absolutely. Uh, another question from James about Bateman. Do you think Bateman will be a top three edge come the end of the season? So would he be a keeper, basically? Would he be a keeper? Uh, so he's not going to take over Dave Feeder. I don't think he will be taking over Nicara. Uh, yeah, I don't one, think he's... Yeah. yeah, who's who's that third spot? Who am I forgetting about? Now, I guess you've but, got Kolobatangi, you've got Hosking if he can get back to 80 minutes, maybe an Isaiah Papali'i, maybe for a Oh, well, there's a few. If you're counting Hosking as well, yeah. you're counting Madison. Uh, but what, he's like fifth at the moment. So I think there's potential, yeah. yeah. I Yeah, I think he's a pretty strong selection. Yeah, maybe not top three, but I think a keeper from this point on, as long as he maintains that 80-minute role, yeah, I think so. Definitely, yeah. Uh, awesome. That pretty much... Oh, I might go one more. What are your thoughts on uh, Phoenix Crossland as a sell this week? He's probably another one. I'd, let's wait until a buy. Like, if you if you really don't need him for this buy round, um, I could see why you cut him, but I think most teams that have him will probably need him for, for 16. Plus, he's starting... Be interesting to see what they do with Kurt Mann, I think, on the bench there this week. So he could still play big minutes, I think, for Crossland. 
had a pretty solid game before the buy with the try there. So I'd be pretty happy to hold him, honestly. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Extra number for 16. Don't get rid of him yet. I think it's fair. Still low break even as well, only in the 20s. So not like he's a must sell by any means. Happy day as well. Yeah. Awesome. Another week down, Josh. Hopefully another week stepping up those rankings. Uh, what are your thoughts this round? What are you hoping to score? 900 plus. Yeah, um, I think that's probably going to be a pass score this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see, mate. I Actually, maybe close to 1,000. We'll see how Nico goes. Hopefully that origin can, uh, like, you know, that origin carrot, uh, carrot stick can, you know, get him to score a big one. I've got like a an actual kind of full strength team just about this week. There's not too many guys except for the Lukey who's who's on the buy for me this week. So pretty handy. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, hoping to hoping to beat you out this week so I actually can get closer to you because at the moment it's Yeah, well looking... you need about another five thousand points. So yeah, if you can get that <laughs> Actually, just to talk about that, what's your what's your overall score currently? Because I'm sitting at just under twelve thousand points overall, and that's seeing me at about five or four thousand eight hundred in rank. What's your overall score? I'm twelve thousand two hundred sixty-one of the very right. best. So I'm so, only uh, just under four hundred points behind you, and that's about four thousand ranks. There you go. So you need about what 13,000 points to get to the top 10 I think I think that's where we're sitting at the moment <laughs> righto good luck everyone for round 15 and we will chat to you guys again next week thanks for listening to the footy brains podcast please follow us at footy brains pod on instagram and twitter and if you'd like to further support us in what we do you can do so through patreon all links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description good luck and we'll see you next week